Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're talking about water. Water is one of those life-sustaining commodities. Water is seemingly everywhere and scarce at the same time. Three-quarters of our planet's surface is water. Our human bodies are about 65% water. In many parts of the country, if you don't have a municipal water supply at your property, it's often sufficient just to drill a well and you'll find water. But in arid parts of the world, water can be in short supply. Water in most Commonwealth countries follows riparian water rights, which is based on British common law. But in the western part of the United States, water usually follows the doctrine of prior appropriations. The western pioneers in the mid-1800s were the first Anglo-Saxons to practice irrigation on an extensive scale in the United States. Low rainfall states in the shadow of the mountains contained much more arable land than could be watered from the incoming mountain streams. The principle was established that those who made the first beneficial use of the water should be entitled to continued use in preference to those who came later. This fundamental principle was later sanctioned in law, and it's known as the doctrine of prior appropriation. This means that those holding water rights at the earliest priority dates and who have continued beneficial use of the water have the right to water from a certain source before others with water rights having later priority dates. In the early territorial days, rights to the use of public streams of water were acquired by physical diversion and application of water to beneficial use, or by legislative grant. In the early days, a county court system was in use and eventually was replaced by a statute providing for county water commissioners. Let's look at the state of Utah as an example. All waters in Utah are public property. A water right is a right to divert and beneficially use water. The defining elements of a typical water right include, number one, a defined nature and extent of its beneficial use. Number two, a priority date. Number three, a defined quantity of water allowed for diversion by both flow rate in cubic feet per second and or by volume in acre-feet. Number four, a specific point of diversion and source of water. And number five, finally, a specified place of beneficial use. All of this means that the ownership of water is separate from ownership of land. Water is treated in a manner similar to mineral rights, and just like mineral rights, they can be separated from the land and sold. So, too, the water rights can be severed and sold. The Office of Public Record for Water Right Ownership is the County Recorder Office and for counties in which the water is diverted. Just like the county recorder maintains sequential order of priority ownership, they do the same for easements, for liens, and now also for water. When you buy a parcel of land, a certain amount of water is associated with that land, and this water right is recorded on title. There's an annual measurement, usually measured in acre-feet, along with a peak flow rate measured in cubic feet per second. In the western part of the United States, when you purchase land and rezone it for development, you often need to surrender your water rights to the municipality in exchange for getting access to the city water supply. If your property doesn't have enough water rights to sustain the density you're looking for, you might be forced to buy additional water in order to qualify for the density that you're seeking. So exactly how much is an acre foot of water? Well, the average household uses about 150 gallons of water a day. So an acre foot of water would supply about six houses. Some cities use a more conservative measurement based on higher water consumption. So let's say your land has, for example, 20 acre feet of water associated with it, 
then you could theoretically support a density of somewhere between 60 and 120 homes, depending on how the municipality measures its water usage. If you don't have enough water, then your proposed density might be denied, or you'll have to purchase more water. Some communities don't charge for the water if they've got plenty of it, and others do charge for water, so you're going to need to check with each municipality as the rules change from one town to another. In the eastern parts of the country, the ownership of water is completely different. It's based on where the water is located. Surface water that is moving is public property, and the landowner has no right to use it. The property owner does have rights to the groundwater, and surprisingly, many landowners are shocked to learn that they have no rights to collect water coming down from the sky. In years of drought, water rights have become much more important and have actually limited development. So when you perform due diligence on a parcel of land, assessing your water allocation could be a deal killer. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.